Praise the Lord. So uh, if you're if you're all the way back to Revelation, I want you to uh, uh, head to the left. A few books. You'll find the book. Keep going until you find the book uh, uh, James. It's right after the book of Hebrews. Okay. And in James chapter 5. <clears throat> and, you know, when we're talking about healing, a lot of times people think healing is just like, well, that's uh, that's Richard's take on it. Well, not my take. It's going to be uh, James chapter 5 take, although I will, <laughs> I'll definitely take it. But, you know, many times we experience, you know, pain in our body. I mean, you're, you know, sometimes it can be regular or whatever. And we need to be regular about trusting the Lord. So James chapter 5, let's start over here. At verse 14, he says, is any sick among you? Well, that, that, that goes without saying. Of course there are people we know that are sick, and, and occasionally we get sick or whatever. Well, let's just see what the instruction manual says. Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. Now, when you read the book of Acts, you can see Paul and uh, Peter and others, uh, and you don't have to call the elders of the church in, in that sense. Just, but I mean, if you're a church or whatever, you could ask for prayer if you want to. But the point here is what gets the job done. So watch this closely. Uh, and, and, and just investigate and see if verse 14 and 15 say it even works. I mean, you know, I mean, Jesus, this guy is James. You know who James was? James, a little history about James. James was actually the half-brother of Jesus. He grew up with him. He probably was, we'll just assume, he was, Jesus was born first, and then the next brother was James. You got a picture of that? Well, let's just don't stay with that. Let's just say he was Jesus' little brother, okay? The littlest one. Well, where would that put Jesus? We know Jesus was always the Son of God when he was born, and of course, even prior to, he always existed. We know that Jesus certainly would have taken care of his little brother, whether he was the last brother or the middle brother. Uh, this James fella would be able to know what's going on. So he says, is any sick among you? Let me tell you what will do it. This will fix you. Let him call the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. Now look at the phrase, in the name of the Lord. Now he's not talking about, you know, we are going to make a proclamation about our religion versus another. No, the name is so important. The name is Jesus. We have places in the scriptures where it says, uh, uh, like in the book of Acts, um, there were seven sons of Sceva, and they were trying to imitate what Paul was doing. And they say, we adjure you. They were trying to exorcism type thing, and somebody was demon-possessed. And, and they said, we adjure you by the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul preaches. And then uh, we see Peter and uh, John one day. They said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And we see in uh, Luke's gospel, chapter 10, the disciples, seven of them returned. And they said, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. And then Jesus taught us that whatever you ask for in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. In other words, Put Jesus' signature on the end of this. So he says here, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. Now notice verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. What is he lost? He doesn't know Jesus. No, this is a good typical example of the word save doesn't just mean going to heaven. Obviously in this story here, 
This setting here, the word save, is talking about getting over the sickness. And that's true. God will get you. He'll save you. The word save, it's the, it's the Greek word sozo. Oh, you know, it means safety, soundness, healing, deliverance, and preservation. That's the reason the King James used it here. And we were supposed to understand in its setting here, he's not talking about heaven, but talking about recovering from this sickness. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Notice this. And if that's not clear, and the Lord shall raise him up. Now, I love this next part. Because it'll get you and I if we're not careful. And if he has committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Many times you can think, well, the reason I prayed about this and I'm not feeling any better is because I know I was not the best Christian I could have been. And Oh, you'll probably hear whispering your own, your own thoughts, you know. It's really the enemy. Your adversary, the devil, is seeking who he may devour. <coughs> there's a lot of voices out there, and you just got to check them out. And, but you'll believe yourself more than anybody. And so you'll begin to think that, you know, well, I deserve this, and maybe even start to think this is the cross I have to bear. I, my back is hurt or whatever, and I'm just going to have to live with it. And, <clears throat> and No, you don't have to live with it. I wouldn't live with it after reading this. I'd be like, Lord, you, you said right here, <clears throat> if I would committed any sins, they'd be forgiven me. And then that you would raise me up. I would be curious, and that's what your faith is. I would be curious, and I'd say, Lord, this was instructions given by James, your brother, that I guess you was sort of raised. You knew your brother. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> he'd come up with this. And he only said, in James, he only gave us five chapters of whatever he wrote. He did say some things in the book of Acts. But this James character, I, I would assume that this fifth chapter is important. And I tell you, you treat it and you go, well, you know, praise the Lord, this, this has got to be so. Watch verse 16. He says, confess your faults one to another. Oh, my goodness, I thought we were supposed to be perfect. We, we, I, mean, I, I mean, if you're at church, everybody in here, we've never made a mistake. I mean, Bob and I alone are the most perfect people on earth. You know? No, Bob and I are not the most perfect people around. We're not. We've all made mistakes. He says, confess your faults one to another. Look at this. Pray for one another. Look at this. That you may be healed. Now, he doesn't mean maybe. No, he's talking about you will. Because look at the next phrase. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In other words, brings much power on the scene. And he goes into an example. Basically likening you and I unto somebody we thought was just so marvelous in the scriptures. A guy by the name of Elisha. Oh, what a prophet. Elijah was one, Elisha was another one. Oh. And he gives the story because this was when King Ahab was king. King was a very that king was a very bad king. And Elijah said, Well, it ain't gonna rain. See, God was trying to help him. Elijah said, it, it's not gonna rain for three years. This was long before the king of Assyria was gonna come down and wipe them all out. God was trying to get their attention. And it didn't rain for three years. And it's because Elisha prayed. Don't let it rain. And then he turns around and he says, <clears throat> he said at verse 17, uh, Elisha was a man subject to like passions as we are. Yet we elevate him. Oh, only Elijah can pray this way. Oh, why did it say it this way? You and I can pray just like Elijah. You know why? Because it wasn't Elijah. It was God. We pray to the same God. It's God, not Elisha. It's not the man. I mean, Elisha had his problems as well. Elisha was subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. 
Earnestly just means, you know, he believed it, okay? And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Wow, praise the Lord. I always like to say that means you can do something about the weather, and you certainly can. I mean, Jesus didn't say, peace, be still, and say, well, I didn't, I, y'all didn't hear that. Dog. Y'all didn't hear that. Don't, don't get you out of here. You can do that. Yes, you can. Jesus said to John 14, he said, the works that I do shall you do also. I mean, we're fixing to enter into tornado season, and there's not a one of us in this room needs to have our houses tore up. We don't. We don't. And we can do something about our neighborhoods or whatever. I remember watching video of uh, the Tuscaloosa tornado coming through there, and, and these people are on the side of the road, and I was watching the video too, and they were saying, I, I heard one guy saying, those says, Jesus help them. Jesus help them. Praise the Lord. Well, we get involved. I mean, it's not like, well, have at it, Lord. <laughs> that's your destruction. No, that's not his destruction. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help them. We're, all we got to do is, is eyes on the ground. We're just walking, feet on the ground. When you see trouble coming, begin to pray. And according to this, praise the Lord. If one guy that you're associated with, he said here that Elijah was a man of subject to like passions like we are. Praise the Lord. Plus verse 16 says, a righteous man, <clears throat> he says, um, he says, this effectual, excuse me, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And he's indicating in verse 16 by saying, pray for one another that you may be healed. Praise the Lord. I mean, I, I can read. Glory. Hey, let's go, uh, let's go next to, um, Go to the book of Psalms with me. In the book of Psalms, let's go over to Psalm, uh, uh, let's go to Psalm 105. Psalm 105. And in Psalm 105, let's look down here at, uh, let's start in verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Uh, okay. Make known his deeds among the people. Well, I don't want to tell everybody what Jesus did. I don't want, I, I just don't want to get disappointed. Well, can you see the fallacy of thinking that way? We need to think about all that God has done. Where we get the idea that God quit is just strictly coming from unbelief. We might not, you know, uh, realize it's there, but it is. We have got to remind ourselves how great God is. God wants us to uh, remember his good deeds. Why? Because, well, if you read this chapter here, look at verse 2. Sing unto the Lord, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Well, Lord, I have a problem with that. Because I'm in need of a wondrous work now, and, and I realize you quit doing wondrous work. Oh, boy, would he straighten me out in a hurry. He'd be like, well, when did you think I quit doing wondrous works? <coughs> psalm, 70, uh, psalm 78, don't know, Psalm 72, don't turn there. But David is praying there in that psalm. It actually says so in the last couple of verses of Psalm 72. And it says, who only does great things. Uh, well, I, I want to show you that. But please back up Psalm 72. Look at the very last couple of verses. It just builds your faith. Okay, look at Psalm 72. Look at verse 18. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. Wow. Reading verse 19, and blessed be his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Well, I'm in part of that earth, and there ain't going to be no glory here because I'm in trouble, and you know how God is. He never. That's ridiculous. I'm on part of this planet, and in my world and in your world, it's going to be filled with glory because, look at the next verse, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. If you will but go back 
verses 1 through 17 are all words directly prayed for King Solomon, his son. Many people get verse 17 confused and they say, His name shall endure forever, thinking it's Jesus. His name shall continue as long as the sun. Men shall be blessed and all nations shall call him blessed. He's not talking about Jesus. He's not. Let me show you another verse, show you in this same passage. Uh, look at verse 15. And he shall live, and to him shall be given the gold of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually. Not to him. He's talking about Solomon, his son. See, look at verse 1. Give the king uh, of Israel, excuse me, give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto thy, king, unto thy king's son. This is a prayer. Now, if you will, back up to verse 17. His name shall endure forever. How many people do you think even in America have not heard of King Solomon? Most people would say, I've heard of him. And you say, what do you know about him? Oh, he's the wisest guy. Looks like it worked to me. And guess what? This was not written for Solomon's sake alone. <coughs> you could put your child's name in there. Oh, we miss God's blessing so much when we don't take the word of God and say, you know what? Lord, this worked for Solomon. I want it to work for me. Give Richard thy judgments, verse 1, O God, and thy righteousness unto my three kids, dust and joy and mail. And they'll judge thy people uh, in with righteousness, and thy poor with judgment. I mean, you, you, you. <laughs> we want our kids to grow up thinking right and treating people fair. And you could go all the way through this. Now, please go back to Psalm 103. So now we know God only does wondrous things. Mercy. You know, that was Psalm 72. There was not very, I mean, if you, if you count them, there's only 150. That's a, small, that's a small number of songs. And if we were working near Jerusalem, whatever, or if we went up to the temple <clears throat> during the feast, all of a sudden you'd be here and that one, and somebody would nudge you and say, boy, that's, that's King David. See how David prayed for his son? Man, I'm praying for my son that way too. There's another guy in the Bible. I know you've heard me tell you, talk about it before, but 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. This guy prayed for himself. Real selfish sounds like to me, but... Apparently, it's not selfish when you're asking God to do this. A guy by the name of Jabez, and he says, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed, and that um, your hand would be with excuse me, that you would enlarge my coast, and that your hand would be with me, and that you'd keep me from pain. That's all he said. And then God answers and says, Well, actually, the scripture goes on and says, And God granted him that which he requested. Well, I'm going to slide over and start using that one too. Yeah, use it. It belongs to you. Now, Psalm 107 again. I mean, 105, excuse me. Back to Psalm 105. We just read verse 2. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Well, you know, when we get involved in this, we realize, you know, praise the Lord. Jesus will help me today. He will, you know, help me financially. He will help me if my body's hurting. He will help me no matter what problem I have then it, believe me, it's no trouble to do all this singing. It'll just flat come out of your life. Anyway, I'm not going to read all this at all, but <clears throat> he talks about his wondrous works that when they come out of Egypt <clears throat> and how God brought them through the, uh, the sea and, and saved them from the Egyptians. <clears throat> but I want you to see, if you go all the way down here to verse 37, I want you to see this. Psalm 37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. Now remember... Uh, I'm a Baptist, but I remember as a Baptist, we studied coming out of Pharaoh, Egypt, you know, crossing the Red Sea, you know, going through it. And there was always a 
how many was it? And I always remember the count was roughly around six million. Six million Jews left that nation. That's a lot of them. What how many of them weren't feeling good that day? This verse is going to answer that. He brought them forth also <clears throat> with silver and gold. <clears throat> Excuse me, that meant they had money in their pocket, didn't it? Look at this. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. That can't be possible. Well, that'd be my unbelief talking. I mean, come on, it's got to be a few sick folks there. Well, I'll remind you in the book of uh, Hebrews, chapter 11, there was a dead guy. His name was uh, Joseph. And uh, he made mention, the scripture says, of his bones. And he says, I know we're going to be down here. Or actually, Joseph was down there. And he says, when y'all leave, because God's going to tell y'all to get up and leave Egypt and go back to the promised land, or go to the promised land. And he says, you're not going to leave me here. I want my bones in that box over there. And when y'all leave, you're going to take my bones with you. You know, we're going to get out of it. That's what that fellow said. <clears throat> but the scripture says here that there was not one feeble one among them. Wonder what's up with that? You know, the book of Isaiah says he gives power to the faint. Mm. He didn't describe that, well, you know, that's just to the weak people or whatever. Uh, I mean, uh, if you're elderly and whatever, you can forget it. No, <clears throat> he was mentioning even young people that get weak. Oh, <clears throat> they still will be able to get strength from the Lord. Now, back up to Psalm 103. Psalm 103 and in Psalm 103, here we go, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 2, and forget not <clears throat> all his benefits. I mean, a lot of times we feel like it's God that forgets the benefits. And God's reminding us that, no, uh, you're the one that's having trouble remembering these things. And there's a reason for this, and that's because <clears throat> if we are to begin to start cashing in, shall we say, on the promises of God, you're not going to be able to keep your mouth shut. And you will. I know I don't. I mean, I, I realize things happen to me, and I, I, I have to admit I know where they come from. <clears throat> verse 3, look at the benefits. I mean, right out of the bag, verse 3, who forgives all thine. Thine means yours. Everybody say this when they say this. Say thine. Thine means mine. I mean, it does. The word thine means it's yours. Now, remember, this was a very personal psalm. <clears throat> it was, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He didn't say run out in the streets and, and do this in front of people. No, uh, this is just something between you and God. The main thing, verse 2, praise the Lord, and then don't forget. And then don't forget what? The list. Forgive, he forgives all thine iniquities and who heals all thy diseases. Wow. Well, if he's going to forgive you, <clears throat> we got that one down tonight. We know that Jesus will forgive you. But a lot of times we have trouble thinking, well, I know he forgives me, but I'm not too sure he's going to heal me. <clears throat> you need to correct that thinking. He will. He will. And, and that's not all. If you keep reading, look at this. Who redeems your life from destruction? Boy, my, my week is toast this week. I'm going to be in trouble. I've got this problem. I don't even know. Look at your benefits. Who redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness, tender mercy, satisfies your mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Wow. Gee. 
See, this is that great psalm that we've come to, to know many parts of it. Look down at verse, uh, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Wow. What's all that about? Well, we know that. He forgives you. Well, if he forgives you, then praise the Lord, you also know that, hey, he heals you too. Let's go over to, in, in the book of Psalms, go all the way to, let's go to Psalm, uh, Psalm 5, I think is where it is. Let me get over there. Psalm 5. <clears throat> yep, Psalm 5. And, uh, no, I want to go to Psalm 6. Let's go to Psalm 6. Psalm 6 <clears throat> says, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me uh, in thine hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. Wow. What's up with all that? Yeah. Heal me, for my bones are vexed? Let's just see what happens. Verse 3. My soul is sore vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me, for thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee. So obviously this wasn't a sore throat or anything. Although it worked for a sore throat. Trouble with your vision or whatever. Something was going on with David here. It looked like he might be drawing his last breath. Verse 6, I am weary with my groanings all the night. Make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. I don't know if you ever felt like, you know, this might be it. You might be going down for the count and something scary, maybe a word from a doctor or whatever, and just don't look good, or maybe just you did your own self-evaluation. I'm feeling a little murmuring here with my heart. Well, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And maybe you don't want to go get it checked out. Maybe you just keep dealing with it quietly. Let me tell you how to deal with it quietly. Psalm 6, this is yours. This is so selfish. I, I cannot believe this is a Christian prayer. Because sometimes people believe that we're only supposed to pray for others. We're only supposed to think God will help the starving people in other nations. Let me tell you, you are starving for life. God needs you here. I mean, what good is it going to do that you pass away? We, if, if, let's say you didn't have any children. You still affect people down there. But let's just say you didn't have any friends. You are God's friend. God does not want you passing away. He wants to show you mercy. And by showing you mercy, he knows what's going to happen. It's going to snowball. You're going to be one of his best people that tell about his mercy. You couldn't be in a better position when you find yourself not well. You know, the Bible, the only thing you need to do to be healed, if you look closely, is to be sick. If you're sick in the Bible, guess what? You qualify to be healed. Oh, it shouldn't be a secret here. But it is a secret when we never look at God's word and find out what these things say. So watch this. He says, basically, I cried all night long. Well, we have another person in the Bible, King Hezekiah. He cried when he found out he was going to die. <clears throat> Remember what happened to him? He got 15 more years. What a blessing. Praise the Lord. Okay, so anyway, look at verse 8. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. Wow. Well, what was the voice of his weeping? He honestly told the Lord, what good is it going to do if I die? I mean, we have got to quit settling for, uh, where do you want me to sign, Lord? Uh, because I know this one is, 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 must be your will. And I guess 
I need to die. You got to die sometime. I guess you got to die sick. Where You can just go home, you know. You can just expire. We don't have to feel like cancer has to take us or lose our breathing with some sort of lung problem or whatever. Anyway, let's watch it. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. How can you be so bold? This is just simply what's called faith. Let all my enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Now, where's he getting all this from? From Jesus. Just simply Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. <clears throat> all the way to the back of your Bible, and uh, we'll back up seven or eight books, and you'll find the book of Hebrews. And, uh, and in Hebrews, I want us to go to chapter 13 and look at verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13, look at verse 8. And it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I like to point out that David never did see Jesus, just like us. David was not at the shores of Galilee. He didn't get to shake hands with Jesus. He didn't see Jesus and see him do all these miracles. And yet he walked away writing that our God only does wondrous things. And that our God has benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. <clears throat> and then we have where he was crying at night and saying, Lord, what good is it going to do if I die? Answer me, Lord. Heal me. My bones are vexed. And he walked away saying... <clears throat> He did it. And if you read the stories of First and Second Kings, you'll find out that David lived to be a very, very, very old man. He did. Wonderful story. Remember, he had married Bathsheba, and he had promised Bathsheba that Solomon, her son, would be the king. But Absalom, another son, knew his daddy was dying and tried to hurry up and have another high priest anoint him as king. Bathsheba ran into David when David was very old and said, hey, I thought you promised me that Solomon would reign. And King David said, I did. What's going on? And Bathsheba said, well, Absalom just had himself anointed over there in another adjacent city. And David said, that's not so. And David got, I think it was Nathan. I'm not sure if it was Nathan the prophet. And Nathan came in there. When he found out about it and said, nah. So they brought Solomon in there, and I mean, buddy, they had Solomon anointed as king. But David was still alive. Wonderful story. Man, golly. Just praise the Lord. But anyway, God will take care of you. He really will. But Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's go to one last scripture. Let's go to the book of Mark. And in Mark's gospel, look at the very last chapter, which would be Mark chapter 16. We're going to stop right here. Mark chapter 16. Mark 16, we'll start at verse 15. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Notice it's gospel. The word gospel, we've got to make sure we understand. Gospel simply means good news. Mark 16. We're reading in Mark 16. That was verse 15. Look at verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized, shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Note you didn't say, well, if you're not baptized, you're... No, it's, the believing is what's critical. 
is what's critical, not the baptismal part. Think about the thief on the cross. He didn't have time to get baptized, did he? Well, neither did all the Old Testament saints either. There was no baptism going on there. You know. <clears throat> not the dipping in the water, praise the Lord. It's the believing in Jesus Christ. But now we go to verse 17. And these signs, everybody say signs. Say it with me. Say signs. Yeah. Sign. What signs? Shall follow them that believe. Now before we get any further, uh, look at verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. I think Jesus is still involved in <clears throat> confirming his word. And he'll confirm his word for you too. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's look at verse 17. Look at these signs. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Okay, the name of Jesus will work and it'll stop the devil. Wow. They'll speak with new tongues. I know that's interesting and, and, and a, a, a strange phenomenon, but if you read the book of Acts, you find out about it. Wow. Look at verse 18. They shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. Snakes. Now, we don't handle snakes, but we certainly know what to do with them if they show up, praise the Lord. One bit Paul in the book of Acts, and he shook it off in the fire in Acts chapter, last chapter, chapter 28, you know. And he felt no harm. He was supposed to die instantly, but he didn't die. Look at the last thing. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise the Lord. Are you kidding me? Is this true, Lord? Yes, it's true. And it belongs to you and I. Well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Thank you. By your stripes, we're healed. And, Lord, we also thank you that if there's any financial difficulty any of us could have, Lord, you're the same help there. You supply all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And if we've got any difficulty facing us like Goliath facing David, we know you'll deliver us from our enemies, whatever our problem is. In Jesus' name, we know you'll get us out. 